This free program is paid for by the listener members of KPFK. If you're not already a member, consider joining with us and keep free speech alive. You're going to love this. Just love it. Not right. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. Never scared. Never. Get down the stairs. Clowns to the left of me. Jokers to the right. Here I am stuck in the middle with you. Yeah. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle. Yeah, you might love this. You're my, you might love this. Mitt Romney might not love this. The Republican National Party might not love this. The Florida GOP might not love this. But hopefully you will. Welcome to your Bradcast uh, on KPFK 90.7 FM in Los Angeles, 98.7 FM in Santa Barbara, 93.7 FM in San Diego, 99.5 in Central California, and of course coast to coast and around the globe on KPFK. Dot org, as well as on the Stitcher radio app on your smart device, where you can listen to the broadcast anytime. I am Brad Friedman, your friendly citizen investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, all-around swell fellow, uh, I should say sleep-deprived swell fellow tonight, from bradblog.com. Uh, we, we've got another big show for you today, and it's turning out to be bigger than I uh, thought it was going to be. Originally, uh, I had hoped to have uh, Dean Logan, the Registrar of Voters, uh, out here in Los Angeles County on uh, to discuss now that uh, now that voting is underway in a lot of states. Absentee voting uh, has already begun in many states. Uh, it's uh, early vo- early in-person voting has also begun in some places. So we were going to talk about uh, what's going on here in Los Angeles, uh, as well as some pretty big and some pretty important news uh, in Los Angeles County, which is, by the way, the largest voting jurisdiction in the nation. It is larger out here than 32 uh, states, than 32 different states, L.A. County alone. And uh, so some, uh, among some of the important new uh, developments out here, you can now register to vote online at lavote.net. You can also check it if you're registered to vote at that same address, lavote.net. I did it this afternoon. It was really easy to do. Uh, and it turns out, what do you know? I am still registered to vote. I have not been thrown off the voting rolls. Same is not necessarily true for some folks down in Palm Beach, Florida, which is what we are going to be talking about shortly with the supervisor of elections of Palm Beach, Florida, Susan Booker, and some rather big news that has been breaking over the last 24 hours. But just to finish up with uh, with California for now, Dean Logan was not able to make it uh, today. Uh, as I said, that's probably good given the news that's, uh, that's breaking and that we are going to cover. But I did want to mention... Uh, that you can register to vote there as well. I should also note that um, this week, Jerry Brown, the governor out here, signed uh, signed a bill uh, allowing for same-day, election day voter registration, which I think is really, really cool. However, please note 
because a lot of people haven't noticed this. It does not take effect this year. This year, you will not be able to vote on Election Day, so you got to do it in advance. Uh, that will kick in. I think uh, it is date uncertain at this time because it's tied to a statewide computerized voter registration database that is in the works. And I guess once that is in place, so will the same day uh, election day registration out here in California. That's the good news, because while all around the country, uh, Republicans continue to restrict voting rights. Uh, and, and really no place more so than, uh, than the state of Florida. Well, I shouldn't say that. Pennsylvania is looking pretty, uh, scary this year as well. But, uh, Florida, <clears throat> the governor has been on a tear, Governor Rick Scott, over the past year or so, uh, trying to restrict voter registration, putting in draconian rules for voter registration, uh, that in fact caused the League of Women Voters down there to cancel their voter registration drive for the first time in 72 years because the fines were so onerous uh if if you uh, didn't follow the exact rules to the minute turn in your registration forms uh that uh, was challenged in court and uh, much of that law was overturned that's good news but at the same time you also had Rick Scott out there claiming there were hundreds and thousands of non-citizens vo- non-citizen voters registered at the uh, on the rolls in the state of Florida. Now, uh, a month or two ago, bradblog.com looked into this. We looked into it in detail, where the rest of the media did not. And we were able to confirm out of uh, 11.4 million registered voters in, in the state of Florida and uh, several hundred thousand that Rick Scott uh, said were suspected of being non-citizen registered voters, we were able to find... At the time, a total of nine from Governor Rick Scott's list, nine non-citizens out of 11.4 million voters in the Sunshine State, and none of them had actually cast a vote. Now, I think there might have been one or two uh, that have been discovered since that did cast a vote. I believe uh, one of them was a a Canadian guy, and uh, charges are being brought against him. Apparently, he was a big gun nut. But for all the concern about registration fraud in the state of Florida, The stories, two of them actually, that have broken over the last 24 hours are uh, alarming to say the least and uh, may even make uh, hypocrites, uh, frankly, of of the Republican administration out there in the state of Florida. Uh, Okay, Uh, as I say, there are two stories here that have been breaking over the past 24 hours. You can get full details on both of these at bradblog.com. And uh, I believe on the way over here, I, I learned that Salon... Dot com has also now picked up my story from Brad Blog and is running it over there. Uh, one is in Colorado, and I'll get to that in a bit. But in Florida, what we are seeing here breaking late last night, I uh, got the story out at 4.30 a.m. this morning, um, a voter registration fraud scandal has emerged in Palm Beach County, Florida. No, it is not ACORN. No, ACORN themselves never committed voter registration fraud. It was a handful of their workers, and ACORN themselves were the ones who turned in the handful of workers who committed voter registration fraud. In this case, it is a Republican firm who appears to have committed, uh, uh, submitted, I've been up all night, so my apologies, submitted more than 100 
apparently fraudulent voter registration forms in Palm Beach County. A Republican firm by the name of Strategic Allied Consulting. And uh, as I'm able to report today, Strategic Allied Consulting appears to be directly tied, I should say owned, by a longtime GOP operative and Mitt Romney, paid Mitt Romney political consultant by the name of Nathan Sproul. Nathan Sproul has been found uh, in, in election after election. He has been uh, investigated uh, for destroying Democratic registration forms. In state after state, in uh, Arizona, in Nevada, this operation, which is owned by uh, Nathan Sproul's group, Sproul and Associates, this uh, operation calling themselves Strategic Allied Consulting, is operating in Florida, or it was until yesterday when they were fired by the Republican Party of Florida. They're operating in North Carolina. They are also reportedly in Colorado and Virginia, key battleground states, obviously, uh, for this November. Strategic Allied Consulting, what did they do? Well, one of their uh, folks appears to have turned in, as I said, more than 106, more than 100, uh, so far 106 total, uh, apparently fraudulent registrations to the supervisor of elections in Palm Beach County. In response, last night, the Republican Party of Florida fired that group, Republican, uh, uh, the Republican group Strategic Allied Consulting, after this fraud was uh, turned over to the state attorney by Susan Booker, the uh, uh, supervisor of elections, down in Palm Beach County. So the Republican Party fired this group, and the state attorney is apparently, hopefully, we'll find out in a moment, now looking into this story. But Strategic Allied Consulting still appears to be doing voter registration work in other states, as I mentioned, and I should also note that this group was apparently the top expenditure for the Florida Republican Party so far in the 2012 cycle. The Palm Beach Post is reporting that uh, they uh, that the uh, Republican Party of Florida has spent more than $1.3 million on strategic allied consulting for their voter registration work, which has uh, resulted in apparently fraudulent forms. They paid uh, two different uh, payments of $667,000 for this work. So uh, I've got more details on this um, this Nathan Sproul character and this company, but let's go now to Palm Beach and to what uh, appears to have happened, what certainly did happen yesterday or on Monday when uh, Susan Booker, the supervisor of elections there, turned over these fraudulent registration forms, which may signify a much broader election fraud scheme that uh, goes all the way up to uh, Mitt Romney and even the RNC, because I should add that the Republican Party of Florida said that they hired this group, quote, at the request of the RNC. Joining me now to discuss this uh, fine mess and emerging scandal, Susan Booker is the nonpartisan supervisor of voters in Palm Beach County, Florida. She is a former Democratic legislator, legislator, and she is the one who turned in uh, these fraudulent registration forms to the state attorneys on Monday. Susan, welcome to the broadcast on KPFK. 
Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Now, uh, I don't know if you heard my introduction there. Uh, did I miss any key details? Did I screw anything up? Or, no, or I is think this you're, what... you're extremely accurate, as was your article. Um, you're right that, you know, you have to be a third-party voter registration organization in order to go and collect uh, voter registration applications in the state of Florida. And it happens that the Republican Party of Florida has one of these registration numbers. Mm -hmm. And uh, they turned in applications uh, on September 5th. They turned in 304, and they turned them into one of our satellite offices. And fortunately, we have very diligent workers in our office. And as they started to input the data, they noticed that um, there were similarities in the signatures and there were certain um, characteristics in the applications that were very disturbing. And so they alerted our main office and me, and we had a sit-down meeting with the local Republican representative, who was very forthcoming, and eventually he um, facilitated a meeting with the field supervisor of apparently a number of people who are out there registering voters. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was also very forthcoming, and we all agreed that there appeared to be some discrepancies with these applications. Um, in some cases, they were moving voters, um, sometimes to commercial buildings or addresses. Uh, some places, they were changing political parties, and a lot of places, they were just requesting a duplicate voter registration card. Now, when you say moving voters, uh, this would be a, a voter that was already registered, but they were changing their address. They were, they were submitting a, a change of address form? That's correct. And in that case, you went through all 304 that were turned in, and you found 106 that you believe that w were done by the same person, by the same hand? Well, presumably they have the very similar characteristics. And so, you know, the um, responsibility that the supervisor would have is to contact the state attorney and turn it over to the state attorney so that they can review the matter. And that's exactly what we've done here. And, and what would be the point of of changing an address on an existing uh, voter registration form, either changing the address or even in the case of a, um, uh, a party affiliation, if it was a new registrant, registers as a Democrat, uh, somebody changes that to Republican, what is to be gained by either of those things uh, by, by this group or by this person uh, who carried out this apparent fraud? Well, the most important thing is that if they were changing your address from your real address mm -hmm. and you did not submit that, somebody was submitting on, on your behalf in you know, a false manner, then on Election Day you will not appear on the voter rolls and you're going to have to vote a provisional ballot. And the law says that if you don't go to the correct polling location on Election Day and you vote a provisional ballot, we can't open the envelope and count your ballot. So potentially this has the ability to disenfranchise uh, hundreds of voters in Palm Beach and, and potentially all across Florida or anywhere else across the United States where, uh, where this group might be uh, carrying out similar activities if they're carrying out those activities. Well, it's certainly very concerning as we move forward to the deadline to register to vote in a very important presidential election in the swing state of Florida. So people can uh, may find uh, show up to vote on November 6th, find out they're not on the rolls at all, or they have been moved to an address. They're asked to show some form of identification, and their own address uh, is different than the one uh, by which they are registered because of because of something like this. Correct. 
Well, there's a potential for that. And so what we're doing is we're contacting the voters that we know about mm-hmm. and we're doing a lot of local media right now today and in, you know, the next few days to make sure that voters know that they can go to our website and, uh, click on voter information lookup and it'll give them the information that we have on our records. And so we're really urging people that if you provided a form to a third party voter registration organization recently or you just want to verify that your information is correct, either call us or go on our website and make sure that you can verify your information. What is your website address? It's pbcelections.org. pbcelections.org. And so they can check there to see if they're still registered and if, in fact, uh, they are registered at the address that they think they're registered at, correct? That's correct. And so we just want to urge anybody who thinks that maybe, you know, their registration may be in question or they provided a form to a third party voter registration organization that, you know, if they have concern, we want them to either look on the website or give us a call. Now, I'm speaking with Susan Booker, the supervisor of elections down in Palm Beach County, Florida, about this uh, emerging GOP voter registration uh, scandal, perhaps. Uh, Is it possible, you know, I I had mentioned ACORN at the top of the show, uh, where you had, uh, you know, tens of thousands of voter registration workers across the country over the years. A very small handful of them were found to have, uh, you know, created... uh, Registration fraudulent registration forms. Those were discovered by Acorn themselves, who verified these forms before turning them in. Uh, two questions here, Susan Booker. Uh, one, is it possible that whoever turned this in was simply doing it uh, for money because uh, they they were being paid by the registration? Uh, to do this, and they thought they had to turn these in. And two, uh, was this uh, group, Strategic Allied uh, Consulting, hired by the Florida Republican Party, were they uh, verifying or, or making any attempt the way ACORN did to verify registration forms to make sure they were authentic before turning them into the county? Well, certainly I think when you interject the issue of paying somebody, you know, traditionally this has been done by volunteers who, you know, really are very dedicated. And when you interject payment for a service like this, I think that that's where you start going down that slippery slope. You know, this individual obviously would have some incentive to provide that he did the work, and uh, I'm not so sure that that's true. And then the the other thing is that, you know, we were assured that they were reviewing that this um, the Republican Party representative and the uh, organization from Strategic Allied Consulting were reviewing the applications prior to turning them in. But um, that's that's to be seen because we got some registration forms that are Florida voter registration forms, and they were trying to register voters in different states. Um, you know, New Jersey and uh, Connecticut and Michigan, and you just can't put somebody's name on a Florida voter registration and have it be valid in a different state. So we've been contacting those voters. So they were actually filling out registration forms for people who did not even live in Florida and turning them in to the uh, to the supervisor of elections? That's correct. So, you know, I question whether or not anybody even looked at these because obviously they probably wouldn't have turned something like that in. Well, they would they would have turned them they, they, by law they have to turn them in anyway, don't they? But they have to flag them as, you know, we think this is fraudulent. Well, we got no indication until, you know, like I said our office received the applications and, you know, it happens that they started processing them in a very small office atmosphere and the same couple of people were seeing reoccurrences that caused them um, great concern, and that's when they notified us. 
What has the uh, you met uh, Susan Booker with the uh, state election? I'm sorry, the state attorney on on Monday, I believe, uh, yeah. down there in Palm Beach. You turned over these 106 uh, apparently uh, fraudulent voter registrations. What did the what was the state attorney's response? Are they investigating? Were they troubled? Uh, because I look at this thing. And, you know, with this company uh, tied not just to the Florida Republican Party, but to the uh, RNC by their own admission, to Mitt Romney, I'm concerned this is a much larger scandal than just Palm Beach County. What was the state attorney's uh, impression of this uh, and in his response when you turn these over? Well, I think the state attorney's feeling was that he would have to contact each one of these voters and that it would be a longer process than I really expected. Well, he has to contact them to make sure that they're fraudulent, but does he have any concerns? Do you have any concerns that this is larger than Palm Beach, that this could go across uh, other counties uh, in the state of Florida? And, and have you spoken to any of your uh, fellow supervisors of elections about their concerns about this? Well, we know that, you know, we're required to accept applications from every single county in the state of Florida, and when we get applications for other counties, we stick them in the mail to that county. We know that some of these voter registration forms went to other counties, and we are in the process of identifying the ones that we know about and contacting those supervisors so that they can take a look and probably send the originals back to us that are on our list of the 106 so that we can then present them to the state attorney who insinuated that eventually he would get uh, maybe a handwriting expert and, you know, that uh, it would take a while. Is, isn't the state attorney, uh, I'm sorry, but eventually, isn't the state attorney worried about this? Isn't his hair on fire? And I understand if you can't characterize it because you don't know, but uh, given the terror that the Republican uh, uh, Governor Rick Scott, Republican Secretary of State Ken Detzner, have been on claiming there is all sorts of uh, voter registration fraud going on, I would think uh, they would be just their hair would be on fire trying to make sure that uh, th- that whoever carried out this fraud, if it's fraud, is is held accountable and 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 combing over the records to make sure that there isn't more fraud by this same group in your county and in other counties that they did not uh, that th- that have not yet been discovered. Well, I certainly would have hoped so. But but that was not the case when you met with them, or do you have no sense of that, or? Well, you know, I mean, we gave them copies of each, uh, you know, and, and the records that we could um, get from the registered voters and provided them the documents. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it just seemed like it was going to take them a really long time. And I'm very concerned because we have a deadline for accurate voter registrations, and it's October 9th, and we're headed to a presidential election, and we want to make sure that all of our voters that are eligible have the ability to come into their regular polling location and vote a regular ballot. We know that provisional ballots are difficult, and in the 2008 general election, uh, we had over 35,000 provisional ballots, and only 48% of them were counted. And we certainly don't want to end up with that kind of situation in a swing state of Florida. Well, I should say not. What has the Secretary of State, I know that the actually the Florida Republican Party uh, seemed to respond very quickly in firing this firm, Strategic Allied Consulting. Uh, once again, uh, they said in their statement that they were hired, that they hired the group, quote, at the request of the RNC. Uh, and as we've been able to uh, uh, discover 
online strategic allied consulting is actually owned by a fellow by the name of Nathan Sprawl, who's a paid political consultant of Mitt Romney. He was uh, also hired in 2008 by the uh, McCain-Palin campaign, in 2004 by the Bush-Cheney campaign, uh, and, and this group appears to be operating in a number of battleground states. What has the uh, Secretary of State uh, – well, actually, what I started to say was that the Republican Party was very good in – firing this group right away as soon as this fraud emerged. But what has either the Florida Division of Elections said to you about this uh, and or the Florida Secretary of State? I would think both offices out there would have a very keen interest uh, in, in this matter and, and making sure that there are not other counties involved here. That's really what I'm concerned about right now. Well, right now the state of Florida does not have a division of elections director, and the person standing in is the assistant secretary, and I left him a message on Monday morning, and the message was not, the phone call was never returned. Haven't heard from them yet. The, the assistant secretary of state, you mean? That's correct. You, you called on Monday the assistant secretary of state because there is no state division of elections director at this time, right? That's correct. What was was who was, who was that? Somebody was fired or quit or what happened there? Yeah, we're not real clear, but they're not there any longer. They left right before the primary election, and that position has remained open. But the contact person that we were supposed to have is the assistant secretary, and in you know an effort to inform them prior to my meeting with the state attorney, I called on Monday morning and left a message with both my office and my cell phone, and I've yet to hear from that uh, office. i, I, I got to say that's somewhat amazing that you called the Secretary of State, given the tear that they've been on to purge voter rolls of supposedly uh, ineligible voters, non-citizens, and so forth. You called them on Monday, Susan Booker, with evidence of more than 100 fraudulent registration forms, and the Secretary of State of Florida, the I guess the Assistant Secretary of State, has not yet called you back. Today is Wednesday, uh, three days later. Well, I will tell you, we just got a new list of voters that um, the Division of Elections would like us to take a look at uh, regarding the purge. They have identified 207 persons that they reference. Um, in a public records request, and here in Palm Beach County, it appears that there are 14 individuals on that list. And, you know, I mean, what happens in Florida is that we are required to uh, send notification to these individuals and allow them 30 days to respond. If we don't hear from them, then our um, next move would be to publish their name in the legal section of the newspaper and allow another 30 days to pass. So it does not appear that we're going to be able to get to this list and do anything with these voters until after the November 6th election based on the days that we have left. So so they're giving – right in the middle of – you're getting ready for early voting out there and everything else. They're sending you names that they believe should be purged from the rolls, the Secretary of State's offices. But you call them on Monday, say, I have evidence of more than 100 fraudulent voter registration forms, and they don't bother to call you back in Palm Beach County. Well, no, I ha- haven't heard from anybody, from, okay. uh, Assistant Secretary or the Secretary, and, um, uh, you know, we've we've had a couple of days, and, you know, certainly I know that they have other things on their plate, but uh, 
I would think that this would be a front-burner issue as well. This is amazing. Have you spoken with the uh, congressman uh, down there in that district? I think it's uh, Congressman Peter Deutsch, who we've had here on uh, on the broadcast on KPFK uh, in the past. Uh, he, he's great. It's congressman Ted Deutsch. I'm sorry, Ted Deutsch. Today yeah. is a holiday for him, so I intend to have that discussion with him tomorrow. Uh, okay, very good. Uh, he, he has an excuse in that case. I'll let him off the hook. Um, do you share my concerns? Uh, I know your concern is with Palm Beach County, but given what you know, uh, given what uh, I guess you know, we covered in the dots uh, we, we connected last night uh, in my article, actually this morning at bradblog.com about this, uh, do you share my concern that this is larger than, potentially larger than Palm Beach County and even potentially larger than Florida? Well, absolutely. I think, you know, by the way, you did a great job in your article and, um, you know, I think that the public needs to know that they should be alerted, that they should be verifying their, their election records as soon as possible and as close to the election as they can. If they're going to vote an absentee ballot, they need to verify that they have a request in and that their um, original signature is still their original signature and that hasn't been updated by somebody else. And if they're going to vote um, at the polls or early, they need to verify that they still are registered at their home address and that, you know, nothing has changed. Now, certainly in a general election, they don't need to verify their party, political party affiliation, but I would recommend that if you're making an effort, um, just check it all. Just be safe. I think that's uh, good advice. Uh, Susan Booker, before I let you go here, uh, and, and, and just so people know, I've got more to this story. I promise to tie it uh, to Colorado and to this video. And We've got some remarkable videotape uh, that we're going to play after the break, uh, after I let uh, Susan go here, and, and we're going to cover more on the background of this fellow, uh, Nathan Sproul, this paid political consultant of Mitt Romney, who appears to be behind this company that seems to have committed voter registration fraud in the state of Florida, the sort of thing that, you know, Republicans and Fox News used to give a damn about when they believed it was done by ACORN. But before I let you go, Susan Booker, uh, you had a problem earlier this year, back in March, uh, that we also covered at bradblog.com, which is, frankly, equally disturbing to me, perhaps even more so when uh, you had munis- municipal elections out there in Palm Beach County where three different races... The computer optical scan computers that you use to scan the paper ballots uh, got the race, got the three races wrong. In two of those cases, uh, the computers named losing candidates to be the winners. And those same computer systems, I should add, are used all over the country. They were used in the June 5th recall, the exact same system, June 5th recall up there in Wisconsin. Uh, do you have confidence at this time? that uh, the, the, the computer optical scan system used in Palm Beach will be accurate uh, this November 6th and that you're able to do uh, appropriate uh, manual checks of the paper ballot to determine if, in fact, the computer uh, is getting the results right this time around since it hasn't in the past. Well, fortunately, you know, we had to work pretty hard to make the company come out with the fact that it was a computer software error, and they actually had to give us a product advisory notice that gives us a roadmap to go in there and find the problem that exists in the software, because we did update the software since that time. The problem continues to exist, but we have put in some manual audit procedures that I am very confident with that we will make sure that it doesn't malfunction in that manner again. When we loaded up the primary elections, our primaries were in August, we experienced that identical problem once again. But really? because we had this notice, 
we have procedures in place to go in and verify that the uh, information is correct, and we were able to fix it, and we did not have that uh, difficulty that we had in, in March. But it certainly has been a year for us. <laughs> it's, it's Well, you know, you're Palm Beach County. What do you expect? <laughs> well, it, I expected no less. <laughs> exactly, when you when you came on, and I know that you were just re-elected. Uh, election uh, supervisors are elected out there in, in Florida. I know you were just elected by a, a landslide in August. Of course, you oversee the machines, so, you know, who knows? Well, I, I but... will tell you, I did not participate <laughs> at all right. in the election functions because I was on the ballot, didn't touch ballots, didn't canvas them, and so not responsible for any part of, you know, the election as it occurred. But I'm very thankful. I'm a hard worker. People know me. I have a long history here in Florida, um, hardworking and integrity, and we aim to make Palm Beach County get off the radar. We've worked <laughs> as hard as we can, and we believe strongly that we put the appropriate measures in place so that, you know, the spotlight's going to be somewhere, but hopefully it's not going to be in Palm Beach County, and hopefully it's not going to be in Florida. Well, it, it may be for a while longer as this story continues. Uh, one last uh, question here. Is it is it safe to say, is it accurate to say that had Palm Beach uh, County, had you not done a manual uh, check, spot check of those paper ballots uh, that, that were miscounted, mistabulated by the computer system last uh, June, I'm sorry, last March and again in August, uh, that the erroneous results produced by the computer system made by Sequoia, now serviced by Dominion Voting, that that uh, erroneous results would not have been uh, discovered without that manual check of paper ballots. That's absolutely correct. When I was in the Florida legislature, we did implement a law that allows the supervisors to do random audits, and they're actually hand counts, of up to 2% of the total votes that were cast in that election. And that's how we found the discrepancy. So I'll be working hard when the legislative session comes back in to make sure that we can put some safeguards in the laws in place because I have experienced it directly and I believe strongly that we need to make sure that the supervisors have the right equipment and the right uh, legal language in the law to allow us to verify. You know, um, I've been a supervisor only four years, but, you know, been involved in the process for a really long time. And, you know, I'm not somebody that goes out there and says, trust me, trust me, you know me, I'm a good guy. I think that we have the responsibility to the voters, and most particularly in Florida, and especially in Palm Beach County, to have to prove it. You have to make sure that you can prove your results, and if somebody wants to come and see, you should open up and have complete transparency and be able to prove it. And so that's what we're working hard to do. Uh, bless you for that, Susan Booker. You're my new hero. Thank you for your <laughs> vigilance down there. Uh, and, and though I know you want to get off the radar as soon as possible, I suspect this story, uh, I, I will be talking to you in the near future about this story. Thanks for your uh, vigilance, uh, both on the elections and on the voter registrations. Uh, and, and good luck with the, uh, with, with the mess straight ahead. Susan Booker, the Supervisor of Elections, Palm Beach County, Florida. Uh, check your registrations. Check out her website at pbcelections.org. Thank you very much, Susan. Thanks for your hard work. You bet. What is known? And the evidence is clear. I'm not alone. There are thousands of us here. This is my democracy. You won't go telling me. My Yeah.
Yeah, we're fighting for your vote right here on the KPFK broadcast. I'm Brad Friedman. That was that was my interview with uh, Susan Booker of Palm Beach County, Florida, the supervisor of elections in this uh, Republican registration fraud scandal that I suspect may be continuing and widening. I will explain more about that after we take a quick break. Brad Friedman on KPFK. This is your broadcast. Our Lord is well worth fighting for. Hi, this is Scott Horton, inviting you to tune into my show, Anti War Radio, Friday nights from 6.30 to 7, here on KPFK 90.7 FM in LA. Right now, America's at war in Afghanistan, Pakistan, Yemen, Somalia, Libya, Syria, and soon perhaps even Iraq. Well, I debunk the lies behind them all with the world's best journalists, columnists, legal experts, authors, and actors. That's Anti War Radio, Friday nights from 6.30 to 7, here on KPFK 90.7 FM in LA. In Electoral Dysfunction, political humorist Mo Rocca of CBS Sunday Morning and Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me takes us on an eye-opening and irreverent road trip to learn how voting works and doesn't work in America. Discovering that the right to vote is missing from the Constitution, he searches for the elusive Electoral College, investigates the heated battle over voter ID and voter fraud, and critiques ballot design with Todd Oldham. Electoral Dysfunction opens on Friday, September 28th at Lemley's NoHo 7 in North Hollywood. KPFK Film Club members are invited to call the front desk during business hours at 818-985-2711. Dial zero for operator for a pair of tickets. And if you aren't already a film club member, consider joining at kpfk.org. Nice, uh, nice choice there, Des. You, you chose that music to calm me down, didn't you? <laughs> just a little, you know, and also to uh, just remember that uh, Andy Williams passed away today. This is the song that made him famous, Moon River. You know, my parents Breakfast loved. Yeah, my parents loved Andy Williams. They used to go see him out in uh, out in Branson. Yeah, when they go to rock out, they turn this up really turn, loud they do, they in do. the living room. And he would send them Christmas cards uh, every year, actually. Because they saw his show in. Because they saw his show in Branson, and he would send send out uh, thousands of uh, <laughs> of of Christmas cards. So, Andy Williams uh, passed away today. Welcome back to the Bradcast. I'm Brad Friedman of bradblog.com. That is, of course, Desi Doyen. She's my uh, our producer here and my co-host and managing editor of the Green News Report. We're going to get to that in a moment. We're also going to get to another story uh, that Desi uh, worked on and posted about at bradblog.com this week. Uh, an amazing story. This whole Scott Brown, Elizabeth Warren, his attack on her family for their heritage, right, for their for Cherokee her, heritage. Yeah, for, for, for daring and, to mention that at some point in her past she was descended from, and, you know, Cherokee. And and you have uh, had a very personal response to that this week. We're going to get to that in a second, but very quickly, uh, I want to just uh, close out for now this uh, GOP voter registration fraud story uh, that you heard in the first segment. We spoke with uh, Susan Booker, the supervisor of elections in Palm Beach County, Florida, after uh, more than 100 fraudulent voter registration forms were turned in 
to her office uh, in Palm Beach County that came from a group by the name of Strategic Allied Consulting. It's a Republican firm that was hired by the Florida Republican Party, quote, at the request of the RNC, at the request of the RNC. That's what they said yesterday when they fired them, when the Florida GOP fired Strategic Allied Consulting after this uh, voter registration fraud began to emerge. Now, Strategic Allied Consulting has a one-page website. Last I checked, it's still up for now, Strategic AlliedConsulting.com, but when they were looked at uh, just about a week ago by uh, Blue NC, a fellow by the name of Greg Flynn at Blue NC looked at Strategic Allied Consulting because they are also doing voter registration work in North Carolina, another key battleground state this year, and. Um, uh, Greg Flynn at Blue NC was able to discover that, in fact, strategicalliedconsulting.com, their domain name was registered by Sproul and Associates, Inc. of Tempe, Arizona. Sproul and Associates, Inc. is a company run by Nathan Sproul. Nathan Sproul has been hired as a political consultant uh, to, to Mitt Romney and over the years, well, here's just a little bit of his, his greatest hits as Think Progress detailed on, uh, on Nathan Sproul back in 2009. He has another, a company called Lincoln Strategies. Uh, at the time they were doing AstroTurf, AstroTurf work for a group, uh, a clean coal industry campaign. And, uh, they rounded up some of the history of this Nathan Sproul, uh, his Lincoln Strategies and Sproul and Associates. Uh, here's just some of those hits. In Oregon and Nevada, Lincoln Strategies, then known as Sproul & Associates, was investigated for destroying Democratic voter registration forms. The Bush-Cheney 2004 presidential campaign paid Sproul $7.4 million for campaign work, according to CNN. Uh, and KGW News and some other places. Also in Nevada, people who registered as Democrats with Lincoln Strategies, then known as Sprawl Associates, found their names absent from the voter registration rolls, according to the Reno Gazette Journal. Exactly what we fear we may see in Florida. During the 2006 midterm elections, Walmart banned Lincoln Strategies for partisan voter registration efforts in Tennessee. The Republican National Committee had fired the firm back in 06. In Arizona, Lincoln Strategies employed a variety of deceptive tactics, including systematically lying about a bill that they were collecting uh, petition signatures for. Uh, Lincoln Strategies then employed, that was 04. Lincoln Strategies then employed by the Republican Party in 2004 was also behind efforts to place Ralph Nader on the ballot in states such as Arizona. This group, this Nathan Sproul, comes up every damn election year. He was hired by Bush Cheney 04. He was hired again, to my amazement, in 08 by McCain Palin. Uh, to do work, uh, voter registration work, to the tune of, let's see, $175,000, uh, according to Sam Stein and Huffington Post uh, back in 2008, when he wrote about this at the time. The Republican Party of Florida paid this company, Strategic Business, uh, Strategic Allied Consulting, more than a million dollars in just two months for the apparently fraudulent voter registration work they were doing down there in Florida until yesterday when they were fired. And once again, Nathan Sproul is a paid consultant of Mitt Romney. And this company appears to be working in North Carolina, Virginia, 
and Colorado. <sighs> now, I come back to Colorado uh, because earlier yesterday, before we broke the story about uh, the fraud in Florida, earlier yesterday at bradblog.com, we ran a viral uh, a video that had popped up over the weekend of a young lady at a grocery store, a, a Safeway, I should say, uh, in Colorado Springs, El Paso County, Colorado, who was uh, working as a, a voter registration worker, and yet before she would give uh, folks uh, the opportunity to register to vote, she was asking them who they wanted to vote for. A woman caught this on videotape. Uh, it's rather shocking, uh, at least to me. We've got the uh, the audio here. It's a short clip of the exchange that happened. And I'll tell you how this all ties back, seemingly, to Nathan Sproul, to uh, a strategic business uh, consulting in, in Florida. Take a listen to this uh, at a grocery store in Colorado Springs when this young lady uh, meets a, a, well, when a woman shows up and a young lady asks her about registering to vote. Yes, hi. Right, so I, I am polling people, but would you vote for Romney or Obama? Well, wait, I thought you were registering voters a minute ago. I am. Okay. I am, but and who are you registering? All voters? Well, I'm actually trying to register people for particular parties. Uh -huh. Because we're, we're out here in support of Romney, actually. And, and who's paying you for this? Oh, um, the, let me see, we're working for the county clerk's office. Okay, you cannot come out here and register one party, lady. Are you working for the county clerk's office? I got it all on tape. You're working for the county clerk's office? I believe so, yes. And you're only registering Republicans? Nope. You said we're only registering Romney people. Well, we're trying to, to be honest. And you're working for the county's office? What's your name? Man, my name is Thank you. That's all I need, honey bunch. Okay, now, as it turns out, that young lady was not working for the El Paso County Clerk's Office. She was, in fact, working for the uh, El Paso County Republican Party, actually for a third-party contractor. And uh, as it turns out, the Secretary of State tells Brad Blog uh, that, in fact, confirms that what this registration worker was doing was perfectly legal, that you could ask who you would vote for, Romney or Obama, before you give someone a voter registration form. To me, this is amazing. And yet, in Colorado, under Republican Tea Party Secretary of State Scott Gessler, apparently this is perfectly fine. The El Paso County, uh, Colorado County Clerk, Wayne Williams, also confirmed that what happened here was not illegal. I'm not entirely sure about that, but that's their interpretation of it. But the reason I uh, bring this up, other than it is amazing, and go to bradblog.com to, to look at this video. We have got more detail on it there. Uh, because in the case of Strategic Allied Consulting, which seems to have uh, committed fraud down, registration fraud down in the state of Florida, they were putting ads out in North Carolina looking for workers for 11 to $13 per hour, Saying that in these in these uh, help wanted ads that they were looking for people to go into high trafficked areas, find Mitt Romney supporters, and sign them up to vote. That seems to be exactly what is done in this videotape. This young lady does in Colorado. Now, I've spoken to the state Republican Party communications director Justin Miller. He confirmed to me today that in fact it was a third party 
that was hired by the state Republican Party to do this registration work. However, uh, he was not able to confirm the name of this group. So we don't know if it was strategic business consulting. We don't know if it was tied to Nathan Sproul and to Mitt Romney and to the National Republican Party. But it sure has a similar M.O. to what strategic business consulting was doing down in North Carolina. And it seems perhaps down in Florida. Okay. I'm going to leave that there for now. I'm going to point you to bradblog.com where we have both of these stories, uh, these developing stories going on. Check them out. There's a great detail about them. Uh, I'll add one more uh, point here before we go. Uh, Congressman Chris Cannon, Republican of Utah, said uh, during a uh, hearing on voter fraud some years ago, he admitted that the difference between Acorn and Nathan Sproul is that Acorn doesn't throw away or change registration documents after they have been filled out as Sproul's group has been doing. So uh, check out bradblog.com for more on this uh, series of amazing stories that I think are developing and may reach rather high. But we'll see. Okay, Des, hi. Hi. Okay. We're going to change. Uh, <laughs> we don't have much time now, do we? No, we don't. I we can talk about on. it really quickly. Okay, let's talk about it. You had a, a problem. Uh, Scott Brown uh, has been accusing Elizabeth Warren uh, at the last week's debate of calling uh, of, of her. Uh, do we have time for the clip? Let's try to play it. Clip, clip number two. This was Scott Brown and Elizabeth Warren in their U.S. Senate debate in Massachusetts last Friday. And I think character is important. Uh, as you know, I think what you're referring to is the fact that Professor Warren claimed that she uh, was a Native American, a person of color. And as you can see, she's not. Uh, that being said, uh, she checked the box, and she had an opportunity actually to uh, make a decision throughout her career. When she applied to Penn and Harvard, she checked the box claiming she was a Native American. And, um, you know, clearly she's not. That being said, I don't know, and, and neither do the viewers know, whether, in fact, she got uh, ahead as a result of that checking of the box. Uh, but the only way that we'll be able to find that out is to, is to have her release her personnel records, have Harvard release their personnel records, uh, to make sure that she did not have an advantage that others uh, were entitled to. Uh, so you, when you are a United States senator, you have to pass a test, and that's one of character and honesty and truthfulness. And I believe, and others believe, that she's failed that test. So uh, clearly, Des, you can look at Elizabeth Warren and tell that she's not Cherokee Indian. Yeah, clearly she's not, says Scott Brown. It's, it's, it's the most racialist thing that I think I've heard in this campaign because obviously he's obsessed with whether or not, you know, she got some sort of special advantage uh, being, you know, having listed that. But the problem with this is that his own website notes that she never checked off Native American or any other type of designation as a minority on any of her job applications. He even says that on his website. So, no, she did not check the box on that. All she did was say, I have this ancestry. She didn't try to present herself as a Cherokee, as a member of the Cherokee tribe, which you have to be enrolled. She didn't try to speak as uh, as a representative of the Cherokee Nation but, but or seems, as a Cherokee Nation he, citizen. He seems to be upset, and the thing that's offensive is that he says, clearly she's not. Look at her. She's blonde. She has no war paint. On no feathers in her hair. Clearly, she's not a Cherokee, which you had a very specific response to because of your family heritage. And I would point people to brandblog.com. Your story is there. A picture of you, who, by the way, Des, you could play Elizabeth Warren in a movie 
in a few years. You're <laughs> welcome for my adding that. But you, you know, you're blonde, and yet your grandfather, your uh, third, yes, my, fourth, my fourth great grandfather. I am also one thirty second Cherokee, just like Elizabeth Warren. Only my family can prove it. We have the documentation, and uh, you know, look it up on Bradblog.com. We've got some great links there. It's a fabulous and incredible story about the Trail of Tears. My ancestor was pivotal in the Trail of Tears. Your ancestor was a chief, was a Cherokee uh, chief, Cherokee Major chief, Rich. Major he Rich. was uh, he was pivotal and and instrumental and influential in in that entire uh, sad episode of American history. Check out breadblog.com for more links on that. But that's what I find so appalling about this. There are very real, serious, deep problems in Indian country, in in the uh, Native American communities around this country, and they are not getting the help that they need. They are not getting the assistance for these decades and decades of problems that have been going on. And he had time as a senator to address some of these problems, and he only now cares about it because oh, he can get some cheap political points out of it, you know, trying to make some sort of insinuation about affirmative action. It's disgusting. Yeah, and you called, uh, you said his behavior is not becoming of a U.S. senator. It is not. You, and, uh, and much worse. Uh, so check him out at Bradblog, uh, check her story out at bradblog.com. i got to get straight to the Green News or we're going to run over here, okay. I'm sorry to say. Uh, so let's hit it, some uh, Green News report. If the Republicans take over the Senate, Jim Inhofe would become the person who would be in charge of the committee that oversees the Environmental Protection Agency. Elizabeth Warren's Senate campaign about more than Cherokee heritage. Breaking news, study shows Fox News misleads on climate. Also, sun rises in East. Plus, spokesman for the chemical industry, Dr. Robert White Stevens. The major claims in Miss Rachel Carson's book, Silent Spring, are gross distortions of the actual facts. Marking major milestones, Silent Spring, and saving the planet by saving the ozone layer. All of those strange accents and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comments. He is going to export millions of jobs to China by destroying low-cost electricity in this country for no environmental benefit. Oh, is someone's feelings hurt that their dirty coal isn't selling anymore, Murray Energy CEO Robert Murray? This is your Green News Report. Okay, Des, this guy, Robert Murray of Murray Energy, the CEO, is unbelievable what he was saying in his rant today on Fox News. Here's a little bit more. This man is destroying the economy of the United States of America just to placate his constituents in the radical environmental movement, unionists, elitists, and so forth. And so forth. Yeah, pay no attention to the hundreds of thousands of lives that are saved each year by air pollution regulations that pull back toxic coal. This is the same guy who actually mandated but didn't force, that's his own quote, yeah. uh, his own workers to take a day off of work to be a backdrop for a Mitt Romney uh, campaign commercial. Without pay. Slave labor 
and this guy's worried about destroying the economy. Good Lord. All right. What what do you have for us back in the world of reality, Desi Doyen? Oh, well, not sure how much reality can be found in this election season, but in the Massachusetts Senate race debate last week, Republican Senator Scott Brown acknowledged he believes the science on climate change mostly, but still supports billions in taxpayer oil subsidies. Can we start calling those entitlements? <laughs> Good idea. Yes, we should. Meanwhile, his Democratic challenger, Elizabeth Warren, says that money should go to build America's clean energy industry. She also knows it's about more than just Massachusetts. In fact, it's about control of the Senate and putting Republican Senator James Inhofe of Oklahoma in charge of the Senate Environment Committee. He's a man who has called global warming a hoax. In fact, that's the title of his book. A man like that should not be in charge of the Environmental Protection Agency overseeing their work. And Senator Inhofe even attacks the U.S. military for its research into alternative energy. Why does Jim Inhofe hate our troops? Strong positions on climate change science appeal to voters, too. A new poll shows that the small segment of undecided voters, about 7 to 10 percent of likely voters, say they want to hear the candidates talk more about climate change and clean energy. The new poll from the Yale Project on Climate Communication indicates a majority of undecided voters actually agree with the scientific consensus, suggesting that a candidate's position on climate change could be a decisive issue in these races. But not if voters can't get accurate information on climate issues. We are talking about climate change. Is it settled science? Of course it's not uh, settled science. It's deep, deep in dispute. Surprise! The biggest liars about climate on the media are Fox News Channel and the Wall Street Journal, both owned by Rupert Murdoch. A new study from the Union of Concerned Scientists examined coverage of climate change at Fox News and the Wall Street Journal over a six-month period and found that Fox News misleads its viewers on climate change 93% of the time. <laughs> While the the Wall Street Journal misleads over 80% of the time. Finally, Sunday marked the 25th anniversary of the first ever global climate treaty that actually saved the world. The 1987 Montreal Protocol that phased out the use of chlorofluorocarbons, or CFCs, in air conditioning and aerosols. Chemical industry giants like Dow and DuPont claimed a phase-out of CFCs would cause economic Armageddon, and they attacked both the scientific evidence and the scientists. Does that sound familiar? Sounds very familiar. Republican President Ronald Reagan signed that treaty, and, now, and now the ozone layer has been saved. If we hadn't acted... Most of the ozone layer would have been gone by 2050. This weekend also marks the 50th anniversary of Rachel Carson's landmark book, Silent Spring, exposing the deadly toxic impacts of the post-war world of dangerous pesticides. Back then, the powerful pesticide industry also warned of economic Armageddon, as heard in this 1962 CBS documentary. If man were to faithfully follow the teachings of Miss Carson, we would return to the Dark Ages. And the insects and diseases and vermin would once again inherit the earth. Oh, my. Once again, inherit the earth. <laughs> Rachel Carson never survived to see the legacy of her work, like the creation of the EPA and pesticide regulations and the saving of the American bald eagle from extinction. And the pesticide industry still vilifies Rachel Carson. Same phony complaints, different accent. For more on that story and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. It's still the same old story, a fight for love and glory, a case of do or die. The world will always welcome as time goes and by.
Still the same old story, Des. Never changes. Yes, yes indeed. Well done. Appreciate your report. Uh, for more uh, Green News reports, check uh, us out on Facebook at Green News Report and also on the Twitters at Green News Report. You can find me on the Twitters at The Brad Blog if you missed any portion of our program today. And it was a big one. Uh, I'll try to get it up with the full interview with Susan Booker tonight at bradblog.com. My thanks to producer Desi Doyen, super duper associate producer Margo Paez, our soundboard operator Tamika, and stay tuned for John Wiener and the 4 o'clock report. FBI and the uh, subversives, Seth Rosenfeld's 30-year lawsuit against the FBI. All of that is straight ahead right here on KPFK. We'll see you at bradblog.com. Until next time, I'm Brad Friedman on the Bradcast. Good night, America.